for you. Amen. Do be seated. I woke up to the news this morning that Archbishop Desmond Tutu had died at the age of 90. One of my heroes, one if I was ever going to be locked in a room or a church with someone, he would be the person I would want to have that conversation with. He would be the person I would want to have round the dinner table. To find out how, how did he do what we heard in our collect prayer for St. Stephen's, which, let me just find it again. How did he, as it says in our prayer, learn to love even our enemies and to seek forgiveness for those who desire our hurt? He was the most incredible man because he showed the world in a system of apartheid that actually it wasn't about revenge when he came and Nelson Mandela was released and came into power. Archbishop Desmond Tutu could have turned around and said, yes, look at the the pain, the suffering, the agony that has taken place in our country. But instead, he worked with Nelson Mandela, particularly in the Truth and Reconciliation Councils, where he brought people together to confess to their crimes, and he wasn't afraid to stand up for the truth. He called people out, both those who were black and those who were white, and said, actually, the behavior on both sides has been horrendous. And now, as a country, we need to go forwards, but we can only do that if we reconcile to one another's pain and suffering. And we stand up and hold our hands up for what we have done. He was the most incredible man who had the most amazing laugh and the most amazing amount of compassion and generosity. And he helped Nelson Mandela to lead South Africa into a new era. It's not one that's perfect even today, but South Africa was led into a new era because of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it's almost fitting that he should die on St. Stephen's Day St. Stephen was the first martyr of the church, a deacon in the church. So he was the person who served the people. He would have been in and out of different communities. He would have been the person who took the food to the widows and the orphans. And he would have supported the worship wherever that took place, mostly in people's houses at that time. And yet, for all his service, 
He knew exactly why he was there and what he was doing. It was because of his faith in Jesus Christ. No wonder they ended up rushing at him and stoning him to death. Because the words that we heard in that reading would make anybody angry. And particularly if the Sanhedrin and in the courts of justice, they were hearing somebody say to them, but it's your fault, effectively. And you have put to death, you have persecuted every single servant of God who has come to tell you the truth who has come to reveal the scriptures and the plan for your people. And you have ignored it, but even gone further than that, you have persecuted all who came to you. And then, on top of that, you killed and betrayed God himself. You strung him up on a cross. And now you will still ignore the message of truth that I am trying to give you. And the last straw, it seems, for them was when he looks up to heaven and sees that vision of God and Jesus at the right hands of God. That is just too much for them to bear. This upstart person, how dare he come into their courts and tell them the truth of what he sees? How dare he question what they have done for millennia? How dare he, in all his faith of this man, he was strung up on a cross and couldn't even save himself. How dare he speak out? And so he dies. And we hear the echo of Jesus on the cross in his death as well. For... Stephen cries out for forgiveness of his persecutors. And he gives his spirit into the hands of Jesus. His last words are about forgiveness. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Archbishop Desmond Tutu was all about forgiveness, reconciliation. And you could say that Stephen got himself into trouble. He could have shut up. He could have towed the line. But then so could Jesus. So could we. So could any number of our brothers and sisters around the world who face persecution today. They could be quiet, stay in the dark, hide in the corners of the world and their places. But they don't. They speak up for justice and truth and reconciliation. Which is why Jesus came in the first place, why we celebrate Christmas. That love came down, not anger, revenge, and hatred, but the love of God in the personhood of Jesus Christ came down to show us 
how to live our lives in truth and reconciliation. Bringing each person into the circle of love. The Sanhedrin were threatened. They were threatened by this person, Stephen, who was talking to them about betrayal and hatred and telling them that that was not the way. In our world today, there is much talk of revenge, much talk of war, of getting back what was ours. That's not just our nation, that's lots of different nations. There's a lot of talk about not sharing technology, resources, because that might give somebody the upper hand when actually we have to learn to use and share all of those things with one another so that we can live as a global society. Christianity threatens. It threatens people, which is why they get cross with us and they get jealous and they want to do away with that message of hope and peace and love because the message of hope and peace and love is one that takes a lot of work because naturally most human beings want revenge want to get back what is theirs have and keep the things that are theirs God sent Jesus to show us a different way of how to live. And that means turning the society that Jesus came to upside down. The law went out of the window in many ways because Jesus had come to fulfill it. But he also said not one letter of the law is cast out. We have a high priest in Jesus, a high priest like Archbishop Desmond Tutu was, who comes to show us love, truth, and the power of reconciliation. And it is hard work. I have no doubt that the Archbishop Desmond paid a high price for the conversations he had. I'm sure he had to have a lot of security around him because people th thought of him as a threat to what they wanted. I'm sure that there were many times where he felt in danger. And yet, not once did he ever give up hope in Jesus Christ as his saviour, and not once did he refuse to speak the truth. As Christians, we are called to do the same, 
as disciples who come to the manger. We pick up that love at the stable door and we take it into the world like the shepherds and the wise men, like Mary and Joseph, like Jesus himself and like all of his disciples. We are descendants of those disciples, of Stephen, and it is our privilege and joy to tell the truth of love in the world. And so we give thanks and praise for not only Stephen, but for Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and for all who have gone before us and given their lives to proclaim the truth of the love that came from above. May we, as we go out into the world and begin a new year, have that sense of being able to speak the truth and always to work for reconciliation, for hope, and for peace. Amen.